Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. But he'll have a chance to bounce back against Lamar and the Ravens in week number two. Mahomes, no need to bounce back. He just kept it rolling off that brilliant performance all the last season. The dude, Super Bowl MVP and an MVP by the age of 25. Unbelievable. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll talk to Tony Dungy coming up here in just nine minutes. So, Key, I don't think anybody was too surprised that Mahomes picked up where he left off. You just mentioned there in the intro the history that he made. But you weren't too surprised, even though Deshaun, you know, great contract, second biggest contract in league history, the other guy on the sideline, the only guy making more in the history of the league. The disjointed play you saw from the Texans wasn't too surprising to you. No, it wasn't. And the reason is, is when you think about it coming out of training camp, typically the defensive side of the ball starts fast because it's not a lot of whole lot of changes there. It's, Defense, they got four calls, three plays, and that's what they do. Hit their spots and they go. But when you have new wide receivers that you're trying to get used to, accustomed to, new running back that you're trying to get an understanding, no real training camp. I mean, they were in training camp, but it wasn't really training camp. They were hitting, right? Yeah, like of old. And so when you see that, you go, okay, I can understand how balls were all over the lot. People were dropping balls a little uh, behind at times where Patrick Mahomes, all his guys were there except a new running back. They returned practically the whole team. It's the yeah. whole entire team. So you could see how he, he was going to be a little crisp once he settled down and he was going to do exactly what he did, methodically move the team down the field and get his team into the end zone. I feel bad for any defensive coordinator playing against the Chiefs. I mean, how do you how do you prepare for how many options that they have? I mean, just think Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, those guys in general, Travis Kelsey. But then you add CEH, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, for what he did last night. He looked like one of the top running backs in the league. And probably it's because of all the options that they have. But still, with the, with the arm of Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't know how you don't stop this offense. I don't know how you can. No, Edwards Alaire, 25 carries, a buck 38, and a touchdown in his very first NFL game. The 25 carries as a rookie yeah. in his first game. Drafted at the bottom of the first round. You think a lot of teams will regret passing on him. And the other thing about Clyde Edwards Alaire, real quick, is just how much hype there was for this dude. And you know what happens, guys, as, as former pro athletes. Sometimes there's just too much hype, it's impossible to reach. And he reached it in his first NFL game, knowing he's not even the top option on offense. It happens, right? <laughs> I mean, it's. it's uh, one of those deals where Brian Westbrook, Shady McCoy, uh, uh, Deuce Staley, uh, Kareem Hunt, early in his career in Kansas City, this is what Andy Reid likes. He likes fire plug running backs, guys that can hit the hole, bounce off tackles. And then when you look at all the missed tackles, it's because guys didn't really have a preseason. They really didn't have tackling drills to the degree that they needed to in training camp. And this is sort of – their preseason right now. So the next couple weeks, you're going to see a lot of sloppy play. No doubt about it. Much more on that opener with Tony Dungy coming up in seven minutes. Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, that was really the only hole. You knew Enemy was going to be fine running the offense. You knew Andy Reid was going to be fine. You knew Mahomes was going to be fine. The defense was a big question. Steve Spagnolo and company and his guys stepped up last night. Five-point stance is brought to you by Geico. Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit geico.com for more. These are the five biggest games of week number one and getting the guys in-depth reaction and prediction to all of them so we will start with Packers Vikings key division rivals is our first one what do you got 
I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. I, I look at Minnesota. They're at home. Obviously, there is no home field advantage in this dome like it would be in a normal situation. But I like what they could do. Delvin Cook is trying to get a contract extension. Very healthy, ready to go. Kirk Cousins got a new toy in Justin Jefferson from LSU. They moved Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, but that's not saying anything. This defense has gotten better with Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, I think go. I got it right. Yay! I finally got it right. <laughs> Uh, this defense has gotten better adding him, although their secondary at times struggled last year. They got rid of a lot of guys. They let guys go in free agency. But a young guy, and I'm going to keep mentioning this, watch out for Mike Hughes, mm. a former number one pick out of UCF for them. Yeah. I'm looking for him to have a big special year and be the leader of the secondary for them. Everybody keeps talking about how Minnesota is great. I know they're the favorites in this game. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be focused. Let's remember that last year they were 6-0 and in division games. Uh, even though those margins were thin, I think that Aaron Rodgers down the stretch, considering his, I said his back is against the wall. I think he's laser focused. Everybody's talking about Matt LaFleur. What's he going to do? Is he the starting quarterback? It's all going to feed into the glory for Aaron Rodgers. All spreads, by the way, brought to you by Caesars William Hill. Minnesota is a two and a half point favorite. Rams, Ravens. Key, Baker said last year was, quote, chaos. Now they open at Lamar. Good luck. Yeah, it is, it is good luck, but it's good luck for the Cleveland Browns because I'm taking the Cleveland Browns in this game. There you go. I'm not, I'm not following the norm like everybody else. Okay. When I look at Kevin Stefanski and the toys that he now has at his disposal, similar to what he had in Minnesota when he was calling plays, you got a great wide receiving core in OBJ and Landry. You got a running back duel of Kareem Hunt and Chubb. You got a defense lockdown corners with the Greedy Williams as well as Denzel Ward. You got Miles Garrett coming off the edge. This team is poised to get after the Baltimore Ravens. Watch this upset. Baltimore minus eight. I'm taking Baltimore here. Just two months offense from Baltimore. I think, you know, you talked a lot about Cleveland's offense. You haven't talked a lot about their defense. Their defense gave up the third most rushing yards per game last season. Baltimore led the league by far in rushing yards last season, taking Baltimore. The football power index has Baltimore with a 70% chance to win. Key 100% disagrees with that. Again, all spreads provided by Caesars William Hill. And as Jay said, Baltimore is an eight-point favorite. Dolphins. Patriots. Now, this one's juicy because of three letters, C-A-M. Well, it is juicy, and it is juicy not only for that reason, but the Miami Dolphins have always given the New England Patriots problems. When I'm taking New England in this situation, one is because magically – there's going to be some cold weather that come in by Saturday. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is what happens in New England. All of a sudden, it starts to snow, and Miami comes up from down south up to New England, Foxborough, and not for real. But I'm taking them because of Cam Newton. And I, and I think Cam has uh, a lot to prove. The world is watching. Josh McDaniel, they're watching to see what he does with Cam. Nikhil Harry has to show up big in the red zone for them. And a lot of people are pointing to the defense because six starters off that defense are either hurt or opted out. And so people are afraid of what that's going to look like. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, as Bill Belichick says, do your job, you'll be fine on defense. Big shout out to the Dolphins for creating that video, standing up for social injustice, that they will not come out for either the national anthem or the African-American hymn. Uh, but with that being said, I- I'm going to take the Patriots as well. If there's if there's one coach 
that knows his opponents in the conference better than anybody. That will be Bill Belichick. And I will say, I'm curious to see how he used Cam's Newton's mobility, especially coming out of pocket and in red zone situations. I'm taking the Patriots. We should mention Brian Flores was under Bill Belichick in New England. Caesars, William Hill, New England, six and a half point favorite in key with the weather context there. Speaking like a, <laughs> speaking like a guy that played in Tampa. No, it's, just, it's the truth, though. As soon as New England, all of a sudden, it like when Those the snow flurries, when the fall, exactly the fall comes. It's like, huh? The weather was gonna be great, then the New England home field advantage creeps in. It starts snowing. There's a blizzard, and then they blow you out. Sweet. I know it's not coming Sunday, but it's a, you know tongue in cheek. We'll watch for it. Speaking of Tampa, Buccaneers, Saints. Well, this was easy for me. I'm, I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. Yes. It's, it's it's an easy call for me. Tampa Bay. Gives New Orleans fits. There's no question about it. But I think when you talk about Drew Brees, and then again, that guy that's coming across the middle name, Michael Thomas, nepotism, always want to throw a shot out there. He is a beast. He is a beast. When you got that guy and you got Alvin Kamara doing the things that got he's it. capable of doing and you got a defense with Lattimore in the secondary locking down things, I think this is huge, especially if Mike Evans is banged up and maybe not playing in this game. You know, it's one of those deals where you got to take New Orleans at home because they've got to get off to a fast start. They, You know, they tend to start to slow down the beginning of the season and pick up steam. They need to come out the gate fast against Tommy Boy and the Buccaneers. Evans is listening questionable. I'm really proud of you, Key. You got Yannick today correctly. You got Kamara today correctly. You're really moving in the right direction. I, I think the Saints are, are for us on both sides of the ball. And one of things I will say this, I think it's going to take Tom Brady and company a little while to build their cadence, their continuity offensively. You know, like very similar to maybe what we saw with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. A lot of new pieces. How do those pieces fit well together? And our last one with Tony Dungy two minutes away. It only seems apropos. We should go with Sunday night football. Cowboys, Rams. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. You know, you, you tend to think that new stadium, brand new stadium opening up. There's 80,000 people. Arena. Oh, 80,000 people in Los Angeles. Guess what? 0,000 in Los Angeles inside this stadium. The Rams are coming off a dismal season after having gone to the Super Bowl. Cowboys have something to prove with McCarthy and Nolan as well as Dak Prescott. So they'll come out hitting on all cylinders with firepower. That's the one thing that I think when I look at this situation. As long as they can control Aaron Donald up front, isolate Jalen Ramsey on an island with Amari Cooper and allow guys like C.D. Lamb to get off, then they'll win this game. That's the matchup. You said it, Key. The great offensive line for the Cowboys going against Aaron Darnold is going to be the matchup to watch. But I think at the end of the day, the Cowboys have too many weapons offensively. And I think we're going to see a big-time player in Dak Prescott this year, obviously playing for a lot more than just a super contract. He's playing for Super Bowl as well. Well, you only got one guy. That's Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. Now you still got CeeDee Lamb, a young pup who's lighting it up in training camp. And then you got Gallup. So you've got to pick your poison with Jalen Ramsey. Do I put him on Amari Cooper? Do I put him on Gallup? If I put him over here, then that leaves a hole over there. That That's a problem. Plus the second wave of defense for the Rams at the linebacking core is suspect. So when you start to look at the different levels, up front they're strong because of Aaron Donald. And you start to look up front, you say, okay, the strength of the Cowboys is the muscle at the offensive line and that guy 21 behind that Prescott. Key, you put Ramsey on Amari Cooper to start, correct? You're not, not necessarily. No, no, you don't have to because you could double. You could double Amari Cooper and and Ramsey could follow the whoever you think is the next best guy 
and you mix and match like that if mm. you're a defensive coordinator. Los Angeles getting three via Caesars, William Hill. The guy that gave Ramsey that $105 million deal is the Rams general manager, Les Snead. He'll join us in just about an hour this morning. On Les, you giving that money away. And Zubin. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Tony Dungy, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, is joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Tony's going to be busy this weekend. Notre Dame's got their quote-unquote ACC game against Duke. He'll be on the call for NBC. And I want to get your thoughts on your old stomping grounds, though, Tony. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Sunday Night Football, your Thoughts on Dallas and the Los Angeles Rams? Hang on. Key wants to say something to you yeah, first. Hang yeah, on. Hold on, Coach. Don't answer that. Will you tell these guys that I was not a pain in your rear? Will you let them know not, that? Not at all. Keyshawn was, you know, I'd heard all these things about him. Uh, ultimate competitor, ultimate professional. We had a, a quick meeting early on. He asked, hey, what do you, what do you need me to do? And he was, he was wonderful with us. See? Coach, he said he made you lose all your hair. That's what he said. Uh, well, you see what I look like. <laughs> You're right. Hey, but I have to give a shout out. I was on the line listening. Jay Williams, I didn't know you had all this football acumen. Oh, I'm uh, working on. I'm, I'm working very, on it, Coach. Hey, very, very impressive. I, I like uh, your thought process, and you guys are a great combination there. Great, Coach. Thank, thank you. you very much. We look forward to seeing you this weekend for that strange Notre Dame ACC game against Duke, where they'll be eligible to win the ACC championship this year, twenty twenty. In a nutshell, you never know what you are going to get. All right, let's get back to the NFL. Just quickly, your thoughts: yeah. Dallas Rams. Millions of people watch you guys every Sunday night, and they'll be all locked in for the Cowboys and the Rams on NBC. What do you think? Well, a couple big question marks for me. I'm looking forward to seeing how both of these teams respond. Dallas, new coach. And, you know, Jason Garrett got a lot of criticism over the years, but that was their system. That's what those players were used to. How are they going to respond to Mike McCarthy? Also a new defense. I know Rod Marinelli, Key's familiar with him. Uh, They had a system in place very similar to Tampa for years. Now under Mike Nolan, have to tweak that. Do they have, have the right players to do that? How long is it going to take them to get going? On the other side, I only have one question for the Rams. How are they going to run the football without Todd Gurley? That, that remains to be seen. So uh, uh, we'll see. It should be a very, very interesting game. Coach, how surprised are you that we got to this point where we're actually playing football started last night? I'm shocked, Keith. We, we broadcast last night. I didn't think we would get there. Uh, with, with baseball, when they had the, the early breakouts, I said, this is going to be the same thing with football. 32 teams all over the country, no bubble. Something's going to happen. But I, I think our players and, and the staffs really did a good job of maintaining that discipline. Hopefully it, it lasts all year. It's a pleasant surprise to me because I didn't see it coming. Coach, I, I watched you on the broadcast last night, and you got asked about, obviously, the Dolphins and the video that they released, and I thought your answer w- was so on point. Do you think you can repeat that answer for our audience? Yes. You know, um, Brian Flores, I think, was highly involved in that, the coach of, of the Dolphins, and I think some players came to him and said, hey, we, we, we want action, and we want answers, and we want solutions, and um, I, I go back to 1968, Jay. I was a young, young kid, and uh, Tommy Smith and John Carlos had the the moment in the Olympic Games after the 200-meter finals, and then Martin Luther King is killed, and there's a lot going on. And I asked my dad, you know, black people aren't standing up for the national anthem. What should I do? And he said, you know, the national anthem is not that big a deal. Do what – I mean, he didn't say it that way. It, it's your response to the anthem. He was a veteran. 
And he said, hey, if you stand, stand. If you decide not to, don't. But make up your mind. Do it because you want to do it, not because everybody else. But the bigger thing is, what are you going to do to make the situation better? And I think that's where the Dolphins are. Hey, you know, we shouldn't get into a lot of debates about whether we're going to stand, whether we're going to kneel, whether we're going to be in the locker room. What are we going to do? What answers do we have? And and the Dolphins have in the past. We were down there with NBC uh, Sunday Night Football four years ago, and their players were out with town hall meetings and ride-alongs with the police and introducing police to the to the kids in the community and trying to do things to make a difference. So I think that's what the Dolphin players are saying. Let's let's move forward with some action. That that is correct, Coach. In, in talking about action. There's a big conversation, obviously, that's went on during the offseason when Cam Newton decided to sign with the New England Patriots. A lot wow. of people were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right? See, here you go, right? <laughs> Everybody's wondering that relationship between Bill Belichick and Cam Newton and how is it going to go? Well, it's going to go depending on how Cam is because, as you know, Bill is not changing. Now, Bill loves players and Rodney Harrison, my cohort on Sunday night reiterates this bill loves players who love the game and work hard and he can get around a lot of the other stuff as long as you show up and work hard. And I think Cam will do that. I think Cam really wants to to win a championship. And the one thing about coach Belichick, he is going to design things to, to augment your best stuff and hide your weaknesses. He's the best coach in football at that. So they're going to have an offense that maybe the NFL hasn't seen yet. It's going to highlight what Cam does well. And so that part on the field, I have no question. They're they're going to be able to function and function well, and we're going to see some unique things. What Cam has to do now is week in and week out, play and practice and do the things that, that the Patriots do. If he does that, I could see them being very successful. Coach, I got to ask you about, Tampa, an organization you know well, and a quarterback that is now down there at one buck place. Want to get your thoughts on Tom Brady as they get set to open against the New Orleans Saints? Well, I I live in Tampa, and uh, right now the only question is who's playing against us in the Super Bowl. Uh, (laughs) We're going to the Super Bowl. We're definitely going to be there. (laughs) Uh, If you listen to the buzz in town, ever since Tom signed, it's wow, this is our year. He has energized the city. He's gotten together at a high school in Tampa every day, thrown with the receivers. He's got O.J. Howard doing things that he's never done before. He's got a ton of weapons down there. I would feel better about the situation if they had a a longer preseason and more time. Tom is such a precision guy. It's chemistry. And uh, has he had enough time to build that with all these guys? Has he had enough live reps? He's going to do some great things for them. Uh, They're raving about him. I, I just think, as, as Keith said, this game uh, Sunday is going to say a lot. A lot of defensive pressure from the Saints, good cover people. We'll see how, how that timing is opening night. Tony Dungy, Pro Football Hall of Famer, here with us on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Coach, last night watching how many offensive weapons KC had – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, what he was able to do, 25 carries, 138 yards, rushing yards. It just looks like this team is a complete package. Am I crazy to ask you, can they go undefeated this year? Is that crazy? <laughs> that, that is a little crazy. Okay, they, I'll tell you what, they looked good. Um, and 
I, I thought they would, because now with this whole pandemic situation, what are the key elements? Having continuity in the head coach position in the coaching staff and continuity quarterback. Kansas City has that. And not only continuity, but greatness at those two spots. So you, you knew they were going to be all right. My question was, how was Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to function? They drafted him to be a complimentary guy. We did it our Super Bowl year in Indy. We drafted Joseph Adai, but we had Dominique Rhodes, and so we could bring him along slowly. Well, when Damian Williams opted out, he said, now Clyde's got to carry the load as a rookie. How is he going to be? You know who he reminded me of, Key, last night? Work done. Yeah. Short guy running inside. Though. Is he a little? Is he a little? Is he a little thicker than Work though? He's thicker. Yeah, yeah, he is. But you don't expect a five-eight guy to be dominant inside like he was. But he hit those holes. We knew he could get outside. We know he can catch the ball. But he showed he can be a lead back. So uh, I think that was their only question. Defensively, I, I knew they'd be better the second half of the year in, in Coach Bags' system last year. They played much better the second half. Looked like they picked right up. Uh, they're going to be a, a handful. They're, they're going to be a force, no question about it. And I think Patrick Mahomes, what I like about him, I, I don't think he's satisfied just saying, hey, I, I won a Super Bowl at 24. I think he's one of those guys that would like to win three or four or five. And, and, and so they're going to be motivated. They're, they're going to be well coached. And they've got all this continuity. So they're, they're going to be tough to handle. Football in the night in America, Tony, Coach Tony Dungy joins us on the Shell Pinzoil performance line. Coach, let me ask you this, because you, you were in this situation in 05. 13-0 at the back end of the season with the Indianapolis Colts, had a chance to go 16-0. and But collectively as a group, and I know you very well because you took me out of a game when I wanted to play <laughs> yes. to get a record. Yes. Um you guys decided not to chase the 16-0 and mark and ended the season at 14-0. and Kansas City could be facing something very similar this year. Should they try to get to that 16-0 and based on what we see from them? Well, Key, as you know, and we talk about it all the time, what is the goal? And in, in the, that year, our goal was to win the Super Bowl. And so the goal wasn't to be undefeated. Now, that can be one of your goals, and if it is, you go after it. But I'll say this, and and Kansas City will be in the same spot. What do I tell my players, and what do I tell our fans, and what do I tell my owner if we're 14-0 and and we've got everything locked up, and in week 15, Patrick Mahomes gets hurt Mm -hmm. because I've got him out there? Hey, we were trying to go 16-0. and We wanted to do something nobody else had done. Okay, so that's what you have to think about. And um, is going 16-0 and possibly going to get in the way of some of your, your goals? Um, so for us, it, it was never about that. It was trying to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City may be different. 100% of fans remember the Super Bowl. 5% of the fans remember them going 13-0, and right? Yeah. It's all about yeah. winning at the end. That's yeah. what it's about. And look at New England, that great team they had that went 16-0. and Right. Nothing do, in do the we end. Put them, didn't win the Super Bowl. So what do we say? Oh, that was an awesome team. Yeah. No, you talk about the f- six other teams that did win Super Bowls there. Coach, this is what I want to say. Thank you so much for your children's book that you gave me. Uh, I read to my daughter every night. Just want to say thank you oh, for that. Oh, you're really welcome, incredible. Jay. Thank you. Yes. Great stuff. Tony, busy weekend. He'll be on the call with our old colleague Mike Tarico, Notre Dame Duke, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC. Halftime with our old colleague Jack Collinsworth and Doug Flutie. College football is back, and then Sunday night football on NBC with a full slate ending with the Cowboys and the Rams. Tony, great to have you here this morning. Thank you. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Good all talking right, to all three of you. Hey, appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah, TD, so we uh, I was chasing the reception record, and we were at the end of the season. We clinched the playoffs early. He came in. He told me, he go, yeah, I don't think we're going to be playing you these next couple of games. I'm like, what you mean? I'm trying you know, to get this record. <laughs> I was like, you're killing me. This but, helps in contract But like he said, at the end, it's about winning the games. If I put you out there to catch a few more balls yeah. and something happens, he's going to look stupid. So I get it. I, I totally understand it. Coach is a Hall of Famer, a great coach, though. Still the coach. was mad, though. One team that may not be able to get rid of their coach fast enough here. Who are we talking about? That's on the way in just a little bit. Hang tight. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. More on that in 20 seconds and what the immediate future is for Mike D'Antoni. Just a reminder, check out ESPN Audio at home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. And, Jay, we're ready for anything surrounding Mike D'Antoni. The conventional wisdom was his contract is over. If they get eliminated, maybe he's eliminated in Houston. Indiana's involved. Then Daryl Moore, the GM, turns around and said, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'd love to keep Mike D'Antoni. What is going on? Look, as a guard, I want to see this style of basketball succeed. I love small ball. I love micro ball. Get up a lot of threes, play fast. I just don't think it's going to get done. And so it leaves a big-time question. Yes, you have these players locked into these contracts for a while. James Harden, you owe a lot of money. Russell Westbrook, a lot of money. The question is, is, does there need to be a new voice inside that locker room? I know Daryl Moore, he came out and said, we're trying to keep Mike D'Antoni out here for a long time. They want to secure that asset. But I ask you guys this. A guy like Ty Lue will be available after they're done with their run. How would that fit work if Ty Lue actually could work with Tillman Fertitta, who is the owner of the team? And now we know that they're strapped for cash a little bit. They didn't pay certain players to come back, which they lost their defensive identity. Mm. But at the same time, does there need to be a new voice in the Houston Rockets locker room the way they're playing right now, I would probably say yes. I would say yes. Wow. You you like small ball, three ball, all that. How come? And you, I'm going to ask you this. You tell me. How come Golden State stuff works when they shooting all these three? How come Be- it works? Because Golden State actually tries to defend. Okay. And if you watch the game, I, I can't. How many layups do you watch? 
key, your squad, it's like they get 20 layups a night. Yeah. A night. Like, LeBron's not even met with any kind of force. Now, granted, when you, 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 you trade Clint Capella, okay. you get him out, right? You lose your rim protector. Mm-hmm. You're playing fast. You're going with small so can't ball. So you, can't you go find another rim protector at a cheaper price? That's a rim protector? You like could. Like a JaVale McGee, for instance, that fit right in with what the Lakers want to do as well as what Golden State did when he was there. Y- yeah, you could. You, you could do that. I mean, but ultimately, then you're back in the same boat. Like, LeBron comes back next year. He'll be there with AD if AD decides to stay, which we, we all know AD's probably going to stay. Golden State's going to be a lot better next year. Way they, better. Way better. Klay Thompson comes back. Stephen Curry comes back. They have a, a top draft pick. Draymond comes back. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is on that team. The Clippers are still going to be there next year. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they all come back. Look what Denver's doing this year. Denver's only getting better. Michael Porter Jr., we'll see him continue to rise with Jamal Murray, Jokic. The West is still a powerhouse. Portland, so like, does it, do you need to inevitably change the style? That style wins you during the regular season. It doesn't win you championships. So, so you would prefer to hit the reset button, but then you bring in Ty, right? Maybe Ty doesn't like the roster to make up because he can't run what he wants to run with those guys on it. Okay. So maybe the reason that Mike D'Antoni has another, you know, uh, I don't want to say another, the heartbeat, year. another year or two is because somebody doesn't want the job and they are already out there kind of putting feelers out and realize, well, the guys that we want don't want it, so we might as well keep him. So you're saying D'Antoni is winning by fault? Winning I mean, I'm default. asking you, could that be, no, could that it, be? It, it could be the case. It could be the case. And that, it, this goes back to our bigger conversation, Key, that we were talking about. The jobs that are available right now. Yeah. The Pelicans, uh, the Chicago Bulls. What makes Bulls, the most sense? Sixers. You know, the Sixers, right? Like, what are the best OKC. jobs to take? You know, do you want to take the Houston job if you're a big-time candidate, if you know that they're going to be cash-strapped, if you're locked into this team, how do you do that? That's a big-time question that a lot of free agent coaches are going to ask themselves. Zubin, you're hired. No, oh, I'll take yeah. it. I don't hey, even know what it is, but I'll take money. it. Take I'll it. Take it's it. guaranteed money. Take it. <laughs> I will take it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Much more on the way this morning. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It is September 11th. It's something we talked about at the beginning of the program. 
It was notable that on September 11th, 2001, when the world changed, our country changed forever, the power of sports was there. We actually had a sporting event six days later. There was a Major League Baseball game six days after 9-11. Ten days after 9-11, Mike Piazza stepped to the plate in New York and hit a two-run homer to help the Mets beat the Braves in what had to be something that was just karma. It was just there. It was a moment that Met fans will always remember. They were in a pennant race. And you'll always remember, if you're of age, Jay turning 39 yesterday, Key's 48, I'm 42. If you were old enough to remember 9-11, you were formative at that age, you remember every single detail of what you were doing and where you were the moment that it happened. And since we are located just a few blocks, maybe a 15-minute walk away from Ground Zero, where I had a chance to visit yesterday, there is a museum uh, chronicling everything that happened that's open seven hours a day if you're in the New York area. If you're looking at us this morning on ESPN News, we're looking at the Freedom Tower in New York. The White House is also available to view for us this morning as you're watching on ESPN News because of the attacks that took place in the Washington, D.C. area. Obviously, Ground Zero in New York and outside uh, uh, in the Pennsylvania area as well. A three-pronged attack on the United States that day that cost this country 2,977 beautiful souls. And we always have to remember each one of those people. And that's why I always want to give the exact number on a day like this. Gentlemen, as I, as I referenced with your age, you were certainly old enough to remember exactly where you were at that moment. And I'm sure everybody listening in their car or on their smart speaker starting work today, Zoom, just kind of nod their head if you remember that day. Key, you said, we didn't even talked about this, nearly 20 years later, you just said off the top of your head, boom, it was a Tuesday, right? I mean, think about that sort of recollection. Where were you? I was in Tampa. I was. I, I remember Tuesday morning. My mom, during the season, my mom would always come from California. She stayed with me wherever I played. And uh, that morning, I was. I got up to come downstairs to uh, go get my work on my off season, my off day workout in. And my mom is standing in kind of like the kitchen area to the family room, and she's standing looking at the television. And as I'm walking down the stairs. She's just staring, and I'm like, you know, I'm saying, what's up? She said, did you see what happened? I was like, no, what, what happened? And then as the television, there comes the, the second plane. Out of the and right like, side, right? I'm like, oh, like, you know, right. I was like, oh. And I'm like, you know, and then obviously at that time, we didn't know we were under attack. Right. I just figured, okay, somebody got ran into the building from trying to go from LaGuardia or JFK or something like that. But then as time went on, right. you obviously start to learn what was going on, but I'm standing there in my living room and I'm like, you know, I'm just, yeah, yeah. yeah, It wasn't quite what it was like some words that was, you know, and then as things start happening, phones start ringing, people was like, you know, and I had just left New York from playing for the jets. Right. So now all of a sudden questions of who do I know, you know, in the building, who, what family, so all that sort of stuff. Started happening. Not everybody had a cell phone back then, too. You have no. to remember, this is 2001. No. How do you get in touch with your loved ones? Did somebody get on the flight? You hear all these serendipitous stories of people that were supposed to be on that flight, and they missed it, and they overslept, mm. and they survived. And, and coming from being in New York and always going from New York to L.A., New York to L.A., right. or Boston to L.A., having to travel that East Coast, West Coast flights, you know, all that sort of stuff just start playing in your mind. Jay? Yeah, I I grew up in New Jersey, tri-state kid. My dad worked for American Express growing up, 200 Bessie Street, downtown. Um, spent so much time going to work with him as a, as a little boy. Um, so for me, I was had my, had my 19th birthday. My birthday September 10th, right? The day mm. before this happened. So to be very frank with everybody, I woke up pretty groggy okay. that morning after a long evening of hanging out. And I, it was one of those things I didn't think it was real. 
I, I, I literally stared at the TV for hours and hours watching that, making sure that my family was good, reaching out to friends that I had. I knew their parents worked on Wall Street. Were they okay? Um, and to be frank with you guys, you know, that night, my the girl I was dating at that time went to school at Wagner uh, in Staten Island. Yeah. And I drove all the way through the night that evening. We got let off from practice for the last couple of days and went up to Staten Island and went through multiple security blocks mm. in order to get her to bring her back home. Uh, to be with her family and to be with my family. So it's um, it's one of those things. And, and you know, we were talking about this, too, uh, before we kind of talked about this, Zubin. You know, living in New York for so long, every time you go downtown, it's always a weird feeling for me um, when I see outside people that come and visit the Freedom Towers, right? Um, just recognizing everything that's happened there. But you see people, and it's it's a different kind of energy because a lot of people are happy. They're taking pictures with their families. You know, everybody's kind of making poses. People are walking by. Right. And you kind of get lost. And some people are there like, hey, look where we're at. We're at 9-11, right? We look at Freedom Towers. Right. And as somebody that kind of grew up around it, being there, you're just like, ah, just leaves this um, this void in your heart for all the people that you knew the tragedy actually occurred there. Mm-hmm. It's just always it's always tough, and we we you know we should we, this whole line never forget. We never need to forget that, and I think in moments even to come off the Chiefs game last night, hearing booze, Keith, us talking about it, it's so important that we continue to remember those lives lost, so we can stay united together as one. It's so important. All two thousand nine hundred seventy-seven of them. We should mention next year on the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, which is going to be really difficult for a lot of people. The Mets are actually going to play the Yankees. And if you're old enough to remember, and we always talk about how baseball is not part of the national sports consciousness the way that it used to be. But in this city, it still is and always will be. And to think the role the Mets and the Yankees had played in and around that 2000-2001 area. Remember the Subway Series there in 2000 and how baseball brought everybody together. Joe Torre running out there with an NYPD cap, President Bush 43 coming out there. Perfect strike as the owner of the Texas Rangers. Couldn't have been a better story. One more story from September 10th, which is your birthday as you reference. On September 10th, 2001, the Denver Broncos played the New York Giants in Denver. And Ed McCaffrey, who actually played for both teams that night, suited up for the Denver Broncos, one of the most popular players in Broncos history. He was a wide receiver there, much like Key. He was a really great, great player. On that particular game, it was the first game of the Broncos' brand-new stadium. His leg fractured and broke during the game. And if you watch the video, you can actually hear it. It was that bad. You could hear his leg snap. He thought his career was over. He was carted off the field and taken to a hospital. And you said when you woke up that morning, you were groggy. You wasn't sure. Am I really looking at this? Did this really happen? McCaffrey was in such bad shape that they put a morphine drip in his arm. He was drugged up the way you could be drugged up. And he opened his eyes. He was watching Brian Gumbel, great, great broadcaster for many, many decades. People that are old enough will remember Brian Gumbel. And he was watching Brian Gumbel talk about what was happening on that screen when that plane came in from the right side of your screen all the way into the World Trade Center. And he actually thought that was a hallucination. He had so many drugs in his body. He looked at that and said, that cannot be what's actually happening. And of course it was. For purposes of context, um, he's got a son, Ed McCaffrey, that is trying to be the starting quarterback in Nebraska. He's got another son that's going to be trying to be the starting quarterback in Michigan. His other son, as you know, played for Duke, your proud school. And his other son, by the way, his name is Christian McCaffrey. You might have heard of him as well. So that's just a moment from nearly 20 years ago. He's now the coach at Northern Colorado, proud papa 
Ed, but those are those experiences where you remember. That game was in Denver. It featured key a New York team. And while we think about New York today and everything that's happened and everybody in this area that was affected, it affected every corner of this great land. No, it did. And, and you know, it's it. as I drive coming in, I have to drive by the you know the streets over in Freedom Tower and I yeah. all it, it literally every day coming and going right. I just all I don't know why I just always look over there you know I just my head just turns that way for whatever mm-hmm. reason you know I, I feel like a lot of times in life we get so busy with the things that are meaningless they don't really in the big scheme of things right they don't really matter their arguments things smaller things of that sort that are minute and um, you know a day like today I just hope that we remember how much we need each other I think that's very important. Because it gets lost in translation with a lot of other things that happen in life. But when that happened, how we came together as, as one unit, one team, it's life-changing. It says a lot because today, nearly 20 years later, That's exactly what I'm we're saying. living in our silos. Yes, we're all exactly. living, you know, we live in completely, we all live in our vacuums, we consume whatever we want, we ignore everything else, but you're right. There's a collective unity that's just been lost in this country and it should not be lost and this tragedy should not be lost. There's really nothing else left, left to say about it, Zubin. I mean, that's, that's really where it is. That's really where it is. We need to be a one team. So wherever you are today, if you're old enough, you know, just take a moment. Think about it. If you're not old enough, I, I honestly think you should talk to somebody that was old enough so you can remember it. If you're 22 and don't remember this thing at all, or you're 15 and weren't born, you know, think about when you're 30 or 40 and you're explaining to people, when we lived through 2020 with that pandemic, <laughs> you'll never believe what it was like. You have to have that life experience. So if you're old enough to remember it, Think about it, say a prayer, and if you're not old enough, talk to somebody that lived through that particular moment. It can be very cathartic, and as I mentioned, the 20th anniversary next year with the Mets playing the Yankees, and that is going to be an unbelievable moment here in New York when that happens. Coming up next, the NFL was back, but it was much more than football. All reporter, boots on the ground in Kansas City on what it was like. KJZ back right after this. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.